they say. Four minutes past 9pm GMT on the uh, 4th of March 2017. Let's get started with the 25th Redcoin Community Hangout. It's been two weeks since our last hangout. Uh, we have nine users in attendance at the moment. Uh, so that's myself, Custom Miner, Erkin, FKinglag, Dramas, Mercosti, Pepperino, Ravon, uh, Slimeball, uh, Tim from uh, RKN, and uh, Thomas Broad. So, awesome. The first topic, uh, in, we're basically read all, all the topics from the uh, Steemit uh, RCP thread, uh, highest voted, to, uh, you know, descending order. So the most voted uh, topic today was uh, the situation regarding challenges, past, current, and upcoming team cha- challenges for February and March 2017. Erkin, uh, do you kind of want to discuss this? or? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> well, since the last Hangout, uh, in the team challenges we participated, we got always number one. Excellent. There were big ones like well, yeah, like World Community Grid with twenty-three point teams and about two thousand five hundred users, and Rosetta with twenty-one teams and one thousand five hundred users. Yeah, so, and then a, a little bit smaller ones like Skynet Pox, GPU Grid, YoYo Yahoo. Um, but in the current on- ongoing challenges, we are not so good, actually. I mean, we are at position one. Yeah, that's good. But Prime Grid, we are currently number three. And on amicable numbers, it's number five. Uh, yeah. Amicable numbers could be because of the whitelist uh, problem, yeah. you know, because it's not inside. But Prime Grid, I'm not sure how we are normally there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so currently we are not so good, and then upcoming ones are on March 8, March 9, 12, yeah, these are SETI, Citizen Science Grid, Yahoo, GPU Grid, and Einstein. Which one didn't we do so, so well in? Uh, in the amicable numbers and Prime Grid. These two are not so good at the moment. Yeah, I haven't looked up my computers yet. Yeah, that's also probably because I think we're uh, predominantly CPU and um, maybe not many of, of the people have GPUs. Yeah, perhaps. And the mag dropped 50 in two days here. Well, we've had a couple of GPU users like Chicken Man join in on the amicable numbers in the past uh, two days and just jump up into the spot. So we should be going up pretty uh, high because of him there. That should contribute quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, it's actually they are not finished yet. There are still there's still a little bit of time, so um, perhaps it's a normal thing, you know, that we catch up later on a little bit more or better. Isn't there also some sort of problem with the registration for the team challenge uh, with point stats? Like the name wasn't showing up properly or something? I don't believe so. I think there is an issue with uh, amicable numbers within the neural network. That's an ongoing issue, which is probably affecting the our position in challenges, you know, but uh, when it's fixed, we can definitely issue our own challenge, definitely, you know, to uh, get our name back up there. Um, Rhino mentioned there is a um, there is a problem on Boeing stats, yeah, and uh, the amicable numbers uh, admin actually says it's the fault of Boeing stats, but since it's also causing problem for us, I would say probably it's more on amicable numbers side, yeah. I think it might have just had something to do with if they were a new project and they weren't like 
in the team challenge uh, whitelist or something yet, maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's still an ongoing uh, issue. Well, I've I've posted the link. Kasman um, has created a bug. I've posted that also on the Amicable Numbers forum. Yeah, so he should have seen it. And uh, I'm not sure if he posted it on the Crypto Coin Talk forum also. Is yeah, there I did. He, you did. Okay, then he'll definitely see it because he replied there. Yeah, it's in his best interest to see it resolved. Uh, but in terms of other challenges. Uh, so I had forgotten to uh, set up challenges. Uh, so we had a couple days window where we didn't have any active free day challenges. So uh, in like nine days time, we will have no challenges again because we're currently doing the free day challenges. Uh, so if anyone wants a project to have a challenge, you know, a free day challenge, give me a shout and I can set it up. Uh, you can do so through GitHub or just private message me on IRC. Awesome. So moving on to the next topic, which is pretty much on topic. It's uh, regarding the whitelist. What are people's experiences with the newly added Boink projects? So in Erkin's post, he says, uh, he asked this question with regards to amicable numbers, Citizen Science Grid and Dennis, but uh, Dennis was not whitelisted. Uh, it was voted to not, you know, be in whitelisted anyways. Uh, amicable numbers and CSG were whitelisted though, so uh, what are users' experiences at the moment? Amicable Numbers hasn't been whitelisted uh, for the last nine days because of an ongoing issue. Uh, a GitHub issue has been raised, as we've just mentioned. Uh, so, Citizen Science Grid, what do people think? Yay. Woo! Has anyone done the videos, uh, you know, the manual kind of grinding? You you mean the video uh, points for videos or something like that? Yeah, was did he uh, actually implement that? Is that not no, currently a yeah. thing? No, no, I don't think he has implemented it yet. Oh well, that's and, something and, to look forward to. Yeah, and I've edited also the post because I sent him the link uh, for a review uh, on Cmit, which I posted, and he uh, and I posted also his reply there. Wait a minute, if I can. Yeah, I'm on a slow PC. I cannot start at the moment. I cannot that's read okay. it out. But yeah, we have feedback from what he exactly means uh, with it, so people can uh, read it. Well, uh, besides, he was happy that Citizen Science Grid is in the whitelist, yeah, and yeah. I did spot on another, uh, I think it was in Slash R Boink, that uh, users were complaining that there was no work units for CSG. That might be just the fact that a lot of our computing power has been pointed at it now, so maybe we were initially uh, overwhelming their work unit generator. But who knows? Uh, what do people think of the GPU work units for amicable numbers? That's pretty much. Uh, it's quite fresh. It's only been a few days that's been out. Yeah, I find them fine. They're nice. They run very quick. I'm running it on a high end, well, mid end AMD and mid end uh, Nvidia, and and actually, I thought that my 750 was going to beat the uh, R7, and uh, the R7 was actually a few minutes faster. They ripped down really quick on pretty much everything. Excellent. I noticed uh, running two projects at the same time slowed it down considerably. Uh, it's been speculated that it might just be like a VRAM issue or something. But yeah, two at a time, no likey on the 270. Uh, uh, on that topic, uh, Chicken Man uh, had managed to get uh, amicable numbers GPU work units working on... Uh, the Tesla K80s, I think it is, basically the uh, graphics cards in the cloud, uh, which is actually pretty cool. But he, uh, 
his output from his uh, from his virtual machine was saying that uh, each graphics card was only using like 800 megabytes of the available like you know 10 gigs or something like that. But the uh, GPU was working at 100, percent so it might not be a VRAM issue, but rather just uh, you know you can only run one work unit at a time. Whereas you know some other projects like Milky Way at Home, you can squeeze two on there. You know. Yeah, for Mu, I can do four. Uh, but yeah, it says it's using half a GPU. But yeah, when you go into like GPUZ or something, it says 99%. So I don't know. There's just no no breathing room. And it screws with video too, like uh, YouTube and stuff like that. It gets all skippy and yeah. I had taken a, what was it, a week and a half to hit a million credits, and he caught up to me in 48 hours and has overtaken <laughs> one of the top spots. So, fucking awesome. bastard. Cool. Powerful. I wonder with, if the uh, the introduction of GPU work units will see his, uh, you know, his, his goal for the amount of work he was needing to do like the range i think it was like to 64 bits or something for the amicable numbers if we'll hit that sooner than he was expecting he said it was going to be like got enough work units for like two years but if tons of graphics cards jump on that you know uh let's maybe pretty cool if we you know went through it in this like far shorter time yeah he was it at the time of the interview, I was saying in IRC earlier, he was 1.3% done after three weeks. And he was like, yeah, so, you know, a couple years. Got about 100 users. He was pretty happy with that. So, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty blown away. Hell yeah. So, dude, with uh, Dennis, uh, the reason why it, I think the reason why it wasn't whitelisted, uh, well, it wasn't whitelisted because a whale voted it to not whitelisted. That's the bottom line. But ultimately, it didn't have SSL enabled. And that was really the only complaint that people had. So, you know, if Dennis gets SSL enabled, uh, then it's quite plausible that it could get into the whitelist because it looks like a pretty decent looking, you know, project otherwise. So, see, okay, now we have another problem here, a side problem. I just want to... Um, I voted no because I thought there was something, you know, obviously wrong with the project that people would vote no. So, what's with the troll vote, whale guy? <laughs> I, I think that was literally just because of the lack of SSL. I mean, the guy wasn't vocal on his point, at least I don't think. Uh, you know, it's not attached to, assigned to a CPID. It's like, a, you know, an investor it shows up as, as a within the poll details but uh you know ultimately it's up it's a subjective kind of decision for every single user it doesn't have to be you know whitelisted just because it's you know applicable if someone wants to vote it out you know it's up to them if they want to which you know does kind of suck but meh aren't we finding out there that there are there could be issues with projects and ssl and incorporating them into the neural network currently at the moment so we might want to reconsider this whole ssl thing for the past six months of possible time that it may actually uh backfire on us at times too uh well it really depends on what the actual cause of the issue with the neural network is i mean like i was able to download the user uh, GZ files uh, over HTTPS through the web browser quite easily, so it's something else. You know, it's not like the the web server isn't serving up uh, the files over HTTPS, like uh, how 
the snapshot isn't uh, served over HTTPS on gridcoin.us, that's like, you know, the equivalent kind of issue. Uh, there are other Boink projects which do have SSL enabled and we've not experienced issues. I think it's just the fact that it's a brand new project, you know, it's, you know, every once in a while we will encounter issues with uh, projects, you know, perhaps because of how they're implemented. Maybe he did something different in the background, in the back back end than other projects have. I mean, look at like uh, when Bitcoin Utopia was integrated, it initially did not work because of the crazy scale of, uh, you know, rack that they distributed. So, right. uh, yeah, I think hopefully when we get to the bottom of this issue, it won't be, you know, a recurring issue, you know. But ultimately, no SSL is pretty bad, you know. They're going to make a whole separate section on blank stats because of friggin' Bitcoin Utopia. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. They had to mirror the entire site just because of one yeah. project. It's crazy. And yeah, Slimeball, uh, that is what RT Money said, that uh, SSL could be the cause, but uh, he's still, uh, the jury's kind of still out. It's, you know, we're... I thought he was definite on it off that. I, I could go and grab the quote off of what he had said or whatever not i've been listening stay in tune for like what's going on because it it's been all you know 10 days or whatever now or something uh, it's not absolutely conclusive at the moment we're tr- we've got the github issue up uh we're reaching out to the project admin you know uh and then rt money's the only one that has access to add projects to the neural network is that how it goes well it's rt money and rob but in the future when uh voting is hardened you know against like uh malicious intent or something like that then it could be potentially automated which would be preferable you know that there isn't a human factor it's awesome yeah, yeah but if we were to have it automated then when you, we'd have to have like, you know, a GUI for adding a project and then we'd have to vote on approving like the, you know, the URLs the for the GZ and that. Well, we wouldn't need a grade list that way either. It would be all non-biased or non-like human and it could all just be automated to just, yeah. Because there's, there's still that one human factor that I didn't know or who, you know, who if it was just Robert, how how projects get added in, I don't, and so I was kind of getting you to explain it a little bit more, not just for me, but for other users too. Cool. I mean, the gray list, yeah, that could totally be automated. Easier, it would be easier to automate that than... I was saying we wouldn't need one if the system was automated already. You were saying that in the future, the projects may just get added automatically? Yeah, then, you know, that that would be a separate function from, uh, you know, the gray list. The addition, the automatic addition of projects, you know, may only just cover new projects being integrated in rather than the gray list, you know, potentially putting a project aside so users can still earn what they've, they're owed, but, you know, not earn new GRC, you know. But again, these are kind of like theoretical ideas. So there's no proposals at the moment, you know. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on, unless anyone has any issues with CSG or amicable numbers. I wanted to say something about Dennis. Um, perhaps the voting out uh, was good because um, I PM'd them, uh, and uh, he said, yeah, also he replied today, and he said, yeah, it's it's a good idea to do an interview and so, so uh, we are just um, talking about when to do the interview, yeah, so being voted in. Yeah, I mean, like, no project admin should, you know, uh, 
shy away from the Gridcoin community just because their project didn't get past through a waitlist poll, right? Uh, if you you can cr- continuously cr- uh, keep creating waitlist polls, like a never end them, you know, uh, but ultimately in order to get your a project approved, you're going to have to address the concerns that individuals have. And the only real concern was the lack of SSL. So perhaps during the interview, it would be good to, you know, request that, you know, but looking forward to it. Definitely. I'm looking forward to CSG. I want to swap all my support from world community grid to that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, man. He's going to ditch grid coin. <laughs> well, that's no. It's going to be like, fuck you, I'm Canadian, I'm out. No way, guy. Look at Hale Merwin. Canadian guys are good. They like doing boring stuff. (laughs) All right, uh, moving on to the next topic. We've got uh, discussing polls, past, current, and upcoming for February and March. Uh, Erkin, do you want to take this, or do you want me to summarize this? You posted already there the list. I think you can summarize it then. All right. So, uh, upcoming polls. Uh, we've got uh, ending March thirteenth of two thousand seventeen. Uh, these are all two thousand seventeen, unless otherwise said. Uh, are you concerned regarding low network state weight uh, stake weight participation? So this was uh, a GitHub uh, issue that was raised. You know, concerns with regards to the low quantity of coins staking and securing the network uh this is just kind of trying to gauge how people are you know feeling about it uh it's worth reading that and voting on that uh march 17th is a whitelist poll whether or not we should remove tn grid from the whitelist uh this is because they uh put up a post saying that they have to completely cut off work unit generation i believe They've like completely filled up their drives or something like that with the amount of work they've already already distributed. So uh, you've got two weeks until that's probably going to get removed from the whitelist. So if you're crunching TN Grid, try and stake before the end of two weeks. Otherwise, your uh, coins will be lost. You know, your old coins for that project. Uh, March the 29th, what is the minimum vote weight that... Uh, should be required for a mandate behind a poll to be valid. It's just like a, a meta poll regarding, uh, you know, the validity of polls. If, if you put through a poll, if you create a poll and it only has like half a percent of users voting, do you really have a legitimate like outcome to like, you know, make a change within the community? No, not likely. It's like 20% more like it. Yeah, totally. You know, whatever you think, vote, you know. Uh, March 29th, uh, how should we interpret the outcome of a poll? So this was basically like, uh, say we've got a, a numeric uh, poll with like uh, the percentages, like a range of percent the, uh, for, say, the minimum vote weight poll, right? How do we uh, judge the outcome of that? Is it just the, is it first past the post where the highest voted option is the only valid option, you know? Or is it like proportional representation? Like uh, we take uh, how much was voted for each one, then like, you know, average it out to see, uh, you know, balance it a wee bit. Uh, So it's not entirely just like one whale being able to push through his own agenda. It would have uh, other users voting intent uh, taken into account. Uh, That's what I prefer, to be honest, but uh, vote however you feel. Uh, If you've, likewise, if you've got a, 
an alternative proposal to, uh, you know, first past the post versus uh, proportional representation, then please do speak out in the uh, the poll uh, proposal uh, GitHub uh, task. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear an alternative. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, March the 30th. If a poll attempts to establish a minimum vote weight requirement for a future poll, should the poll in question require an equal level of vote weight participation to be considered legitimate? So what does this mean? It basically means like if I created a a poll, right, and it only had 1% vote weight uh, participation, but the outcome of it was that... uh, the community would have to have like twenty percent vote weight uh, for a future poll to be valid, right? Then should that poll that only has one percent be considered invalid? It would, like effectively should uh, if you're trying to push a new maximum or a new minimum uh, vote weight, then surely your own poll should meet that. Otherwise, like you're setting a higher bar than that which has pre- you know previously ever been achieved i mean up till now uh the rebalancing of uh of balance to depor uh in the voting mechanism has improved the vote weight participation i believe we've gone up to like 18 percent in the last uh and a couple polls recently that's quite high you know so uh you know if we were to put it as if we were to evaluate say the uh the amount of coins required the amount of vote weight required for uh the foundation expenses for example if it goes through as 20%, then every single past uh, foundation expense wouldn't have been able to go through, you know? So, yeah, vote on that, guys. <laughs> uh, April 9th, will you contact an online store to accept Gridcoin via coinpayments.net? This is important, guys. I mean, uh, this is basically the poll is just to get people's attention. I've currently only got four shops accepting Gridcoin through coin payments. And there's a lot of places, there's a lot of stores that do use coin payments. Uh, you can go in the store directory and just start opening tabs, you know. Uh, I think it would be a good idea if we were to maybe do like a bonus. Like if you were able to get a verified, like uh, verified confirmation that uh, you were the one that got a shop to add Gridcoin, then maybe it'd be worth paying that user like, I don't know, 250 Gridcoin or something for every single shop. That could drive up the amount of shops that accept Gridcoin. You know, it's just an idea. But uh, yeah, contact the shop, eh? Right, May the 9th. Uh, will you help out with the Gridcoin tasks? There's like 80 Gridcoin tasks. It's on GitHub. Uh, check it out. Help out. You don't have to be a programmer. It could be something as simple as tweeting or just contributing like towards an idea, uh, you know? Uh, so yeah, help out. Uh May the 20th, what should we do regarding the mandatory team requirement? So this came up from, you know, months of discussing it. And uh, I created a GitHub issue uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, regarding, like, how we could, uh, if we were to remove the mandatory team requirement, how would we go about, you know, scaling up while scaling back the neural network? Uh, so, yeah, vote how you wish you know, the Gridcoin network should evolve. Uh, currently, it's overwhelmingly in favor of removing the mandatory team requirement, which is pretty cool. Uh, and lastly, we've got uh, on June the 11th, 2017, a technical poll. Uh, should the DPOR to the DPOR and uh, 
pause mechanism be re- rebalanced? So basically at the moment, uh, if you go onto the Gridcoin Research GitHub uh, repo and uh, go into like the issues, the low stake weight balance uh, issue, open that up and you know read it. Basically, uh, it has uh, it was by this uh, poll was created. Uh, Hoopty Whoop uh, created a bunch of proposals of how we could rebalance the depor uh, mechanism. Uh, currently, it is the case that if you've got a small amount of mag then you would be better and you had you know a small amount of coins you'd actually be better off just staking with the coins like at the moment if you've got a very small mag it's actually quite detrimental towards your stake weight which is pretty mental so uh yeah i would really recommend reading uh hoopty whoops two proposals uh they're pretty interesting uh yeah and also voting on that that'd be pretty cool uh, all right, Arkin, should we go through the completed polls or? Well, no. No, <laughs> People okay, go, should go. read on them, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or we can ask around here. Well, yeah. To be honest, it doesn't look like many polls have uh, ended uh, since the last two weeks, other than uh, there were three whitelist polls, you know. Two projects got whitelisted, one did not, the one that didn't was Dennis. Uh, there was the poll dis- dis- uh, discussing like uh, whether or not there should be a minimum vote weight required for foundation polls, and uh, like 20% was like the largest voted for uh, you know, outcome, so that's why there was a new poll created, like how should we interpret the outcome of a poll, you know, should it only be the highest voted option, or should it be uh, proportional to, you know, how much users voted for the individual options, you know, bounce out. So it's like, you know, our whale wouldn't be able to affect it as high as it has been, you know. About the foundation poll, actually, it's when you count uh, the, the, the voter shares, which wanted 20% or more, you can say that, how much was it? 58% of the voter shares wanted 20% uh, minimum voting weight. Yeah. So it's, so the best answer is 20%. Yeah. But if you add also the people who wanted more than 20%, they automatically also want 20%. Yeah. So you could say that really the majority wants 20%. Um, and the thing about this, this is that neural miner, he made, um, he looked back for months um, about the last polls and he said that what when when the when when it would be 10 percent yeah then we wouldn't have passed any foundation polls in in these uh four months yeah so making it now high uh, much higher <laughs> to 20 percent yeah uh, is uh making it more difficult or let's say um, without whales or so yeah uh, it will be impossible to bring through some foundation polls yeah so it's it's making it harder actually yeah as from my point of view yeah definitely i mean like uh let's face it like none of the expenses for the hangouts would have gone through uh most every single expense wouldn't have gone through if this 20 percent had been established from like the beginning so it's kind of it kind of sucks like uh it, it was test one three four five that has begun voting you know recently with his massive balance uh it would be cool if he, uh, you know, was to vote in all polls and foundation polls in the future, uh, rather than uh, not, you know, establishing this high requirement than not participating. That would suck, you know. So uh, if you're listening to it, uh, please do support the uh, the hiring expenses and stuff like that in the future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe 
uh, it won't be as severe depending on the outcome of the uh, you know poll interpretation poll outcome interpretation poll you know if anyone wants a poll created uh, you know you can contact me uh, via private messages or you can post within the uh, github uh, gridcoin tasks uh, issue for it you know and we'll get it created within the day all right, cool. Uh, the next uh, highest voted topic in the uh, RSVP thread was uh, mentioning the uh, new Gridcoin tasks since the last Hangout. So the the new tasks since the uh, the last Hangout, which was 14 days ago. So uh, we've got a tutorial regarding setting up a dev environment. So this was created in response to, I think it was... Uh, Quez uh, on CryptoCoin Talk asked, you know, how can I set up a development environment? Uh, so that's been created and, you know, a bunch of people are uh, helping out there. Uh, making direct advertising deals with uh, FreeDC, so or, well, and uh, other uh, websites, you know, uh, I believe in the past uh, we've managed to get direct deals with uh, BoinkStats, uh, uh, which gets around the uh, ad blocker issues, uh, but he hasn't been responding recently, so maybe we should look towards uh, alternative websites. Uh, the other uh, Gridcoin task that has been created is uh, trying to get Gridcoin listed on Chinese exchanges with uh, that has a prerequisite of getting the Gridcoin client actually translated into uh, you know Mandarin and Cantonese. Uh, if you currently open up the Gridcoin client and switch to Chinese, it will just show a bunch of question marks. Uh, you know, there's not proper translations. And in fact, uh, if we were to get all, uh, most of the main languages translated, uh, that'd be pretty good because, uh, let's face it, China's got a huge amount of trading volume for Bitcoin, you know. Uh, that's where a lot of the proof-of-work uh, mining is condensed as well, so they're quite serious with that. Perhaps if we were to get Gridcoin translated to Chinese and then get it added to a Chinese exchange, it could provide... Uh, significant liquidity. Who knows? It's speculation, but still, it'd be good, you know, to open Gridcoin up to another billion people. You know, I'll try to find a Chinese guy. Hell yeah! But I was thinking about it. Like, uh, if you get one guy to translate it and then just take his word for it, you could be typing, you know, anything, you know, uh, like uh, slurs and stuff like that. So if we'd get one guy to do the translation, then someone should just read over it, like verify it, like just you know, sanity check it, basically. Then yeah. Um, do do we know if if it is really not translated? I mean the the question marks must be from the missing um, fonts or, or char sets, yeah. Because normally we just have uh, exactly exactly yeah. And normally we just have the Western system, but not the big five. The big five are like Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and so you you must have it installed, and then it would work. Because I think since we inherited it from Blackcoin and so, I think it it should have been already translated. I think it's just a missing form or chartered issue. That's what Windows will default to doing if you do not have that font. And we could uh, if there's a where you is if there's a GitHub issue post for it. Can, uh, I can go and post the location for the fonts and whatever and how to do it. You, it just need to add it. We could provide the file. I'm not on Windows, but in, on Linux it's the same. When it's missing, it just automatically shows these. So, but uh, it should be there, I think. 
the translation. Well, I mean, yeah. I can see Chinese characters within my uh, my web browser. I can go to, you know, sina.com.cn uh, and it's like all valid. It's not question marks. Uh, perhaps it's something to do in the back end of the Gridcoin client. I believe that uh, after we forked from Blackcoin, they established, you know, improved translations. So we've not got the absolute latest translations that they do. If we did have the same translations that they did, then perhaps it would be, you know, labeled black coin and stuff like that or uh, it could even be bitcoin and stuff like that at the moment so getting it updated at least uh we would be pretty good and there's a lot of new menus that we have which will not have translations as well so i mean getting it just uh verified the fact that it that there isn't a support in the first place probably is a good uh you know idea before going ahead and hiring someone to fully translate it and stuff like that so yeah good shout out so yeah, those are the only free Gridcoin tasks that have been created since last uh, fortnight ago. Uh, so anyone can create these Gridcoin tasks. Uh, a lot of them have been extracted from the uh, past Hangouts, you know. So if you've got a good idea, chances are a, a wee while later it'll be added in there. Uh, yeah, uh, if you're listening, anyone on, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, have a crack at it. You know, help out with some of the the tasks. Moving on to the next uh, topic is, uh, does anyone have any uh, frequently observed user issues? Uh, I have a new user issue. Uh, It's to do with uh, uh, polls, basically the duration of polls. Uh, We've been increasing the duration of polls for like technical polls, like uh, three months so the a people have a chance to notice and vote and also uh you know so it isn't like you're trying to rush through a change you know the longer it is the more time people have had to you know vote for it effectively and discuss it uh so the problem is that if you're uh if the poll length is greater than uh your both your cpid and your stake age then you can't participate in the poll. So if you've only been in, if you've only joined like a month ago and the poll length is longer than a month, you can't vote. But then if we've got, uh, we've got a couple uh, polls that are a year long, you know, uh, people can't participate that in that unless they've been here for a year, despite it being, you know, like uh, a casual poll of like, uh, what's your favorite project, you know, uh, rather than something very serious. Uh on one hand, it does uh, exclude, say, uh, uh, you know, whales that have got their coins just stuck in cold storage. You know, perhaps they wouldn't uh, have the ability to just jump in and change, you know, uh, the outcome of a poll uh, without, you know, securing the network for a long time prior. But at the same time, I feel like it is a bit annoying. Like, just, <laughs> just because uh, it hit me, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I can't vote with this. It's my own poll. Fuck. So yeah, I've I've created a GitHub issue for that. If anyone's interested in reading that, uh. well, well, the reason for the current system, um, what's that? I think the the reason was first um, to to have something against cheaters, you know, that they don't create uh, <laughs> several accounts or whatever. Yeah, and the other why 
for example, you now have created a, a few longer running ones where that they stay, um, that they are seen always, you know, that they don't disappear. Because, I mean, we could, for example, make a smaller poles, yeah, and uh, I mean, from duration smaller, and just have to do it more often, yeah. So it's a, let's say, a more manual task for somebody to do it, yeah. So that could be a solution. So to summarize again, yeah, against cheaters and that the vote actually doesn't disappear and it's still seen, yeah. Yeah. That that is I think or that was the idea to the current system. I was asking that in chat earlier. Is it possible to have a poll that never ends? Like so that we can get like a nice census of what all the coins think? Well I mean then? you could set a poll to last like five years and then no one could vote for it you know because that would be longer than the existence of gridcoin <laughs> oh yeah but yeah effectively if you set like a year-long poll it's more or less continuous you know but when that poll ends you just create a new one you know yeah i just mean like to get it might be a more representative of popular opinion instead of just like you know recent instances of like a troll fucking coming in and dropping his weight everywhere and then you know you never see the guy again yeah i got that yeah i mean that's something that we could look into if we were to harden uh and upgrade the voting mechanism like uh like for the whitelisting you know like an ongoing poll what what we could do is we could instead of uh you know for balance we could vote with uh you know by signing the poll option with uh each of your addresses but then that would actually you know if you've got your coins split up into like 20 different uh, addresses then you might end up voting having to vote like 20 transactions you know so it could get quite expensive uh, to go that route yeah but you're the reason you split up your wallet into many other wallets is presumably to stake more anyway so yeah. pay more i guess well <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally the next topic is, of course, the uh, how to react to allegations of uh, Kiki Pope's uh, botnet usage. So the allegations have turned truth, I guess, at the moment. Uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, IP addresses of the hosts, you know, for confirmation that is across the world. And uh, we've got, you know, something similar. We've got the fact that all of the host names are, like, people's personal, like, computer names and stuff like that. But... Uh, in terms of like uh, how it's distributed, it was distributed through a cracked game uh, installer or something like that. Uh, it would also this from IRCM, uh, you know, regurgitating this information. It would uh, install adware as well at the same time, uh, and also change a bunch of uh, security settings. So, you know, this was uh, like a hidden uh, boink client. Uh, connecting to the uh, uh, Boink account manager. Uh, I think it's very plausible that the Kiki Pope, the account Kiki Pope, is a stolen account because otherwise, man, like, it's pretty much like the guy's, uh, you know, personal details are, like, all over it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's pretty stupid to use a botnet and associate, like, your real-life identity with it, more or less. Uh pretty idiotic like uh so it's more plausible and just from my understanding that it would be like this guy's account is stolen or something like that but uh you know we have reached out to uh 
the Boink projects and to, uh, you know, uh, BAM. Uh, so uh, his accounts have been nerfed to some degree. Uh, we can uh, continuously remove him from the uh, the team, uh, you know. Uh, so basically how to react. Uh, project admin's uh, responsibilities would be to ban the user from the projects uh, and to blacklist the hosts. By blacklisting the hosts, the you know, if the user was to create a new CPID, yeah, he wouldn't be able to add that host to the project, like, uh, unless he was to... Yeah, they'd have to start from the ground up. Yeah, you'd have to obfuscate, uh, you know, like, the fingerprinting and stuff like that, so... Uh, yeah. That's probably the best route. Uh, BAM's responsibilities, uh, if the botnet usage is proven, uh, ban the user, so it's highly probable that he will be banned, just because of, like, you know... Uh, how public this has been. Uh, the temporary things that we, the Gridcoin community, can do is we can uh, potentially delete uh, the user's beacon within the neural network. This is only like a potential thing that we could do right now, uh, you know, because we're in between like upgrading to like you know the fully autonomous uh, neural network where we won't have to rely on Rob and RT. But at the moment, we've got the ability for RT to potentially delete his his beacon, you know, so that would cease his payments immediately. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, He's third in the neural network at the moment with 4,600 uh, magnitude. Yeah. Yeah, he's effectively stealing from legitimate users too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's stealing electricity, so it's stealing money as well, you know? So it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, we can kick the user from the team. We can't ban the user from the team. Uh, I think it'd be more effective for the projects to be responsible for, like, banning users and stuff like that. Uh I think it might be a good idea to like get projects to like, uh, or it might be worth actually creating like a a backend script, uh, you know, admin script for detecting users that have got very suspicious uh, hosts attached to them. You know, if it's like thousands of different, uh, you know, uh, host names, then it could flag up. Though that could also, you know, potentially uh, be an issue for pools in the future. You know, uh, yeah. So, uh, in the meantime, yeah, he will be dealt with, like, in the extent that we can, you know, and that we can, like, kick him and stuff like that. Uh, I think this will be a recurring thing. Like, it's already a thing for the proof-of-work cryptocurrencies. This is just the first time we've publicly found that, you know, a user's actually distributing, like, you know, is using a botnet to earn Gridcoin. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm glad we caught it now, um, but I, I honestly believe that there are more of them out there, and I reckon the others are not as stupid, and uh, are not leaving their the the hosts visible, which means we know that there's X number of hosts. I reckon there are others out there with hidden hosts. It's only the dumbest criminals that get caught. Yeah, we might have to make it so that you can't hide your hosts, or... Yeah, I think that's a very good idea. It's a good solution. Yeah, because... Or is uh, Mac IDs are unique, right? Now you can spiff a Mac. Okay. I mean, thinking, y- man. we could potentially like check uh, a user's like uh, when we're looking at a neural network. Yeah, like basing rewards on an individual project level, we could check the uh, hidden host flag, like you know, to potentially block out people that uh, are hiding their hosts from rewards. Uh, but in terms of removing hidden hosts entirely from Boink altogether, I don't think that's a thing. A lot of people do like the hidden host feature just purely because yeah, of like uh, potentially their like Hewlett Packard or Dell 
trying out, burning in like their newest hardware with, you know, uh, point computation. I believe IBM did that in the past, you know, so I think HP as well. So it's not out of the question that people want to hide the fact that, you know, they want to hide details of their hosts and stuff. So, you know. Make it a team requirement. Yeah. There's a privacy flag you can set in the, uh, I think, CC config or global, global prefs override that uh, hides your host name and, and things about your host. I don't contact ref site. And, oh yeah, wait, hold on. I, I do think it will become a far bigger issue when we've got the open source pool kit because, say, when we do have the open source pool kit, that means someone could create their own pool, hide behind a single CPID, and, you know, not rely on, say, uh, Boink stats. I mean, bo- the fact is that his the logs were basically spewing out, like, this user is logging into Boink stats, you know? Whereas if it was logging into your own custom uh, pool, then what's the recourse if it's, like, uh, unreachable or, you know... That's probably like uh, something we should worry about in the future, but at the moment it's not reality, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, suppress net info was the tag I think you might be talking about. I think so. All right, uh, moving on to the next topic is uh, Ravon uh, mentioning uh, the work that Hoopdewoop has been doing on the dev branch. Uh, Ravon, do you want to speak, or do you want to speak on your behalf? Uh, can, uh, he's been doing a lot of uh, mostly UI work, so he's been fixing resizable windows. Now, that doesn't sound that big of a deal, but for small screens, it's going to be easier to see the wallets, and for larger screens, it's going to feel less cramped when you can maximize the window. Excellent. I like it. And he's added, I believe we had a contest, uh, a splash contest like months ago. Yeah. yeah. So he's been adding that splash finally. Cool. Yeah. Um, and also there are some tweaks for when the wallet is used in dark themes. I believe he's, he and Tavak is using a dark KDE theme, which is going to look better now. Excellent. And also, there are some. I've added a, um, a crash fix for Linux users mostly. So, if you've experienced issues where you have to launch the wallet, the UI wallet, that is, like four or five times, um, it's going to be fixed now, hopefully. And also, lower RAM. Excellent. Looking forward to less RAM. <laughs> How's voting on the UI coming along? The uh, the yeah. teaser uh, screenshot looked epic. It's working perfectly. I've only asked, hoped to for like four or five small fixes. Then it should be merged. Excellent. Looking forward awesome. to it. Yeah, it did look really nice. Thanks for the work you did. Yeah, well done. Yeah, man. All right, moving on to the next topic. We've got... Uh, Erkin saying the four shops now accept Gridcoin. So we've got the poll for will you contact and, uh, you know, stores to accept Gridcoin via coin payments. Please do go vote. Uh, there's uh, a Gridcoin shop directory where you can see an overview of all the shops that accept Gridcoin. So it basically shows the four shops there. Uh, 
you know, go check it out, buy some hot sauce, you know what I mean? Send a fax of Gridcoin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully there'll be a lot more in the future. My dad has a fax machine. I'll ask him the number. See what's up. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic is uh, Erkin pointing out the fact that uh, Alien uh, was talking in the main uh, CryptoCoin talk, uh, GridCoin announcement thread regarding uh, the removal, the potential removal of the uh, the team requirement uh, from the GridCoin network and how we'd go about actually, uh, you know, uh, implementing that change you know scaling back uh while scaling up you know uh do you want me to read it out uh aliens posts uh what you think sorry i haven't seen them all right it's great i'll i'll, I'll read it out then two sex all right cool so this is uh quoting alien from the uh crypto coin talk forum so he spoke with rob about removing the team requirement and expanding it to become the entire boink network uh Rob has several ideas, including switching from super blocks to burn addresses for our magnitude storage and uh, master our active nodes to address security and scalability. So with regards to scalability, let's say uh, 1% of random gridcoin nodes or designated gridcoin nodes online uh, with a hash below 1% in the neural network act as the active nodes to perform like web service functions. Uh, then we could add a security function to those active nodes that uh, could potentially authenticate new beacons by some sort of uh, serial code. Like uh, the network would know when a new CPID would come online, uh, verify its credits, uh, then apply some kind of uh, private key uh, unknown to the uh, applier, uh, then instantiate an unhackable beacon. So they're talking about like uh, improving... Uh, the beacon mechanism for scaling up. Uh, with regards to security, there's a, a rough idea of how to accomplish this. Uh, it'd be something along the fa- to the effect of associating each C- CPID with a, a grid point address uh, and adjusting the address balance according to the user's daily magnitude. Uh, so if your burn address contained 100.5 credits a day, your mag would be 105. Uh, and these burn address magnitude would fluctuate in real time as the neural network processes credits per block. So they're talking about switching from a, uh, a super block based system to uh, burn addresses for keeping track of magnitude uh, values, which is interesting. I'm not sure how that would work, but uh, totally cool uh, that they're thinking about burn addresses, you know, uh, so this is just a general idea and uh, the, don't really want to debate how they uh, would actually go about removing the stream requirement this time. Uh, the important issue is, as uh, you can see, uh, this would be quite extensive work, uh, and Rob doesn't want to tackle it himself without the help of additional devs. Uh, given his current real-life workload, uh, you know, and and independent programming business. Uh, so it's our job to come up with a plan to find uh, competent C++ programmers that can work with Rob uh, if we want this done in the near future. Uh, so a few of the ideas the Alien had uh, for on achieving this, ranging from the simplest to most difficult. So the simplest would be to simply pay a developer on contract out of the foundation funds. Uh, next would be potentially raising a, a 
a Bitcoin bounty for dev work. Uh, the most complex would be uh, creating a US 501c3 to solicit tax-deductible donations from individuals and businesses uh, to apply for grants. Uh, then he talks about uh, where the best place he could find uh, developers. So uh, a user asks, uh, could you explain in like <laughs> in two sentences what the number three is uh this uh you know tax deductible donation stuff uh so it's a bit more than two sentences but i'll get it out of the way uh so alien says uh sure a, a 501c3 is the most common non-profit slash charity legal entity in the u.s you can still pay people that work for the non-profit for like advertising development uh but there's no residual net profit retained by owners uh, like a traditional for-profit company, right? So all profits would have to be used for the cause and would be sent to uh, other designated charities if it was uh, dissolved. Uh, The big advantage is that uh, other people and businesses uh, can donate to the charity and write it off on their taxes. so we could potentially solicit donations from large businesses uh, to help pay for development. So uh, we would need some ambitious uh, Gridcoin community members to approach to help uh, pay for development. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, but hopefully we'd have some interested people. Uh, he has other future ideas about possible management fees for commercial projects paid to the non-profit uh, uh, but that would be way in the future. Uh, it's not even worth thinking about at the moment because we don't have commercial projects. Uh, we need to expand to the whole uh, Boink network and make sure scalability can handle everyone. So uh, Alien says he would pursue this entity over the others since uh, he could write, he could set it up uh, at a rather low cost and fill the accounting and filing requirements without... Uh, hiring an accountant or attorney and it becomes until it becomes too large to manage, which would be pretty cool if that was a consequence. Uh, he says, uh, also Rob, uh, Alien, and a lot of other programmers are located in the US. Uh, you know, why they would create it in the US in the first place. So uh, he says, either way, he doesn't think it will be an issue taking donations from anywhere in the world and paying uh, workers you know, they're located anywhere in the world. Uh, but you'd have to look it up into proper accounting for that. Uh, Alien State requires free directors uh, and there would need to be meetings held with the minutes recorded on top of the bookkeeping. So uh, we'd have to, you know, designate free people in charge of this foundation effectively uh, or this non-profit in charge of development. Uh, there would have to be a lot, there would be a lot of advantages and it could work quite well. Uh for example, Folding Coin has their own equivalent 501c3, so that's how they're able to fund uh, development, you know, through donations and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a proven uh, model for uh, this kind of thing. Uh, so, the in conclusion, uh, the optimal outcomes of the non-profit would be uh, a second uh, committed developer to complement Rob's work. Uh, the removal of the team requirement and basically uh, to basically become the entire uh, Boink network, since there would be uh, no reason for a Boink user not to participate in Gridcoin as well, which would be a huge and in- huge increase in network size. Uh, marketing team to solicit donations, advertise, and attend all the uh, crypto-related talks slash conferences. That'd be pretty cool. We've 
discussed that in the past, and that's uh, actually a couple of the uh, grid coin tasks. Uh, Potentially uh, creating a clean, uh, streamlined wallet with uh, a simple mode that's as close to one click as possible. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, though I personally, I prefer the client and the point client and the grid coin client to be separate to a certain degree. Uh, keeping pumping, uh, keep pumping back any funds back into further development and marketing, and uh, hopefully that would help get a snowball effect going in terms of advancing continuous development as we get more exposure and uh, cash flow to fund it. So that's the end of uh, uh, Alien's proposal, uh, basically. So it's really cool that uh, Rob is on board with the removal of the team requirement. I think it really hit home the fact that we've got uh, crypto competitors within the Boink community now, uh, you know, Son- and Sonum, uh, which is the drug discovery home guys, and also IE. Uh, IEX.EC, I think it is, uh, you know, and uh, indirectly, uh, like, Golem, you know, so we currently only reward, like, half a percent total point community. Uh, if we were to scale up, that'd be huge for Gridcoin, that'd be awesome. So how we'd go about doing it, it's, you know, a matter of semantics, but uh, yeah, what do people think? Uh, Certainly extremely interesting. That's what, I mean, it's, it's something That's a to lot. definitely to look at. A lot to look at. Well. A lot to, di- to digest. Yeah, so the, the TLDR is that they're talking about, uh, you know, either we could uh, pay developers directly with foundation funds, which would probably be quite easy, but the consequence of that is that, you know, if the developers need to liquidate that, that could be bad for, like, the immediate market cap, which, you know, we're, we'll survive it, but meh, you know... Uh, and we could potentially drain the, the foundation whilst the, uh, you know, the market cap's quite low. Uh, ideally, we'd hold off to a certain degree. But uh, raising a, a Bitcoin bounty to pay for the development work, you know, it's not out of the equation. If people are very interested in seeing the uh, the team requirement removed, we could probably hold some kind of like, uh, you know, crowd, uh, crowdfund kind of thing. Uh, and the complex thing that they're talking about is potentially setting up a non-profit organization to actually be able to spend money in a tax-deductible way uh, on Gridcoin development, which actually sounds like the most uh, sustainable thing. Uh, yeah. But it has, you know, some difficulties associated with it and whatnot, uh, which looks like they'll be delving into. Cool. Well, that is the end of the uh, suggested topics in the RSVP thread. Uh, you know, if you're regularly attending these Hangouts, if you have something you want to discuss ahead uh, of the Hangout, you can definitely post in future RSVP threads. And uh, the higher they're voted by community members, the higher priority they will receive in the, the Hangout. Uh, in the meantime, is there anything any topic that anyone wants to raise, uh, you know, kind of got an open floor at the moment. Yeah. Um, Chicken Man was talking about something in IRC about uh, he fears amicable uh, leaderboard looks a little sketchy. Like some people might be spoofing numbers or there might just be uh, a weird number of GPU projects getting dumped or something. Uh, he's also saying there's something odd with uh, SETI has 67 million worth of credits and there's some weird discrepancy uh, for how much power 
computing power that the teams have versus oh, my run times yeah. are all over the board recently like in the last couple of days for amicable i like looking at my completed tasks right now 200 seconds and 2000 seconds uh jesus 60 seconds uh i don't really jesus. get those yeah i don't know that's what they're saying but i know certain projects like sr base and some other ones have errors with reporting like they'll say it it took it took one second of runtime when it and you, you'll, you'll click on the the task and it'll have its output and it'll say that it actually took like 600 or whatever so i don't know if it's reporting it wrong but like in my client they seem to be running you know 20 minutes each I don't. I don't really get it. It's an estimation when the, you run the benchmarks, and it's based upon the like fifty thousand clock cycles or whatever, and guesstimation of what it's going to take. Well, what it spits out is the finish runtime, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I've seen that too because uh, my ninety, well, the ninety-five ninety and my seven fifty, um, and the seven fifty runs them faster. There's my host right there. I linked it. It's got run times. It says 670. So it shouldn't be getting, you know, 60 second run times, but it's reporting those. And they're not errors. Yeah, what are my errors? I mean, it's a, it is a brand new project, and uh, the GPU work units are, like, just brand new, like, just released. So there's going to be, no doubt, some issues. Like, uh, chances are it's. Uh, it potentially is glitching on certain models instead of and working on others you know that might be why uh you know certain gpu models are high up uh on the leaderboards with really strange you know error rates but at the same time you know uh it's highly plausible that someone's you know messing with the uh the reporting like trying to cheat uh you know i, I don't believe that uh the admin uh described any sort of, uh, you know, elaborate anti-cheating mechanism implemented in his project uh, other than just uh, uh, replication, you know. So uh, it's worth reporting any issues you do have with the project directly to the uh, project, you know, admin through, like, the forums and stuff like that. Like, uh, if you're actually having uh, repeated issues, it it might also be worth enabling, like, uh, the debug logs so you can try and uh, find out what's wrong, you know. I was wondering if it was like maybe small input numbers, because a lot of projects, math-based projects, will do that. Well, like SR base seems to be all over the board. Like they'll have, they work from small inputs to big inputs. So over time, it 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 varies in the amount of credit you get. So I'm wondering if these are just like small numbers we're working on, but then the credit's exactly the same. So it, it might be one of those things where the admin has to switch over how credit is given out uh, based on CPU time instead of, or runtime instead of um, just giving a flat amount for every work unit. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, like, uh, if you're able to manipulate the, the runtime, you know, that you report back, then uh, that could also be. Uh, potentially bad, uh, like cheatable. Like you'd have to take it from like the server side. Like I issued this task like at this time, this time, and I got the result back. Then rather than relying like 
uh, you know, client details and stuff? Well, like, for example, every task is 1,618 1, credits right now. And if you tied it to runtime, and these 20-second ones would be... They'd all basically be, uh, they'd be tied to the benchmark of the computer, I think. Like, whatever the computer benchmarked at, it would uh, give it that many credits per second. I think that's how it works. Well, that's how it currently works, you mean? Well, no, no, that's not how it currently works, but that's how a lot of other projects have their credit given out. Uh, like... Uh... That's a good example. I think TN Grid, but it's so hard to tell. They all do it so different. Yeah, I don't know. They've all got you know their own implementations of pretty much everything. You know, so no two projects are alike. You know, apart from the Bayer Bones like uh, Boink server. You know what I mean? So how they give out credit is definitely all over the board right now. Like, I should not be seeing. These, these types of times. I was seeing like 10 minute run times earlier inside the Boeing client itself, which is weird for a 670. It shouldn't be performing at like 970 level, but it, it was for a while. Or it wasn't, but I was getting small tasks or something. I'm not sure. So the, uh, what might be happening is this other, these other teams might be like, they might have noticed a pattern, basically. They might have seen, oh, the tasks with uh, this name are small inputs, so uh, abort everything but those. So then they only get the good ones, basically. Right. That's happened a lot. I don't know if that's the case here. Not sure. Looks like... I don't know. I'll, I'll play around with it and see if certain ones run longer based on their name. So I, I'd like to bring up one. Uh, side topic, so it's just an expansion of the uh, the mag multiplier topic. So uh, on the Gridcoin subreddit, uh, a user put up a suggestion of uh, the creation of a new type of list, a green list. You know, basically trying to uh, establish like a Gridcoin for computation like market. Uh, I'll just post that link here to sex. So it's worth uh, reading that thread. Uh, there was a large. Uh, comment chain between myself and uh Vigers uh six one nine. Uh, basically like uh we go back and forth discussing uh the implications of like the the mag multiplier concept which was uh you know distributing uh additional magnitude to one project over another based on the amount of grid coin burnt against a project's individual uh like burn address, you know, and uh how it's actually defined, you know, it, I was mentioning it, it, I was describing it as like a, a market for computation, whereas it's actually kind of like an autonomous like contract, you know, for indirect uh, uh, increase, uh, increased uh, rewards for computation. So where or not it would actually have an effect, what could be the consequences and stuff. It's quite an interesting uh, discussion. But we're also discussing like, uh, you know, for it to have any kind of, actual noticeable impact uh we you know i initially came out uh, with the a very low amount uh, mag multiplier proposal you know just to get the discussion started because in the uh the mag the the first mag multiplier thread that we created in cryptocoin talk which was based on like uh you voting you know for one project over another to get more uh magnitude which 
you know, would be open to uh, manipulation because users weren't spending money to distribute that magnitude across the place. Whereas uh, burning of coins, you know, the coins are gone, destroyed. So, uh, you know, a whale that destroyed Gridcoin, which would actually, uh, you know, it would cost quite a significant amount of money to uh, to do so. Uh, but yeah, so like we we came up with ideas of uh, like limiting the effectiveness of the burnt coins and stuff like that. Uh, so like say the the burnt coins would only last like four months before being no longer considered, uh, and we would evaluate the uh, the mag multiplier for each project uh, on every single super block. Perhaps that would have to change that analogy or that proposal uh, depending on how the, the new system would work. The one that Rob's talking about. Uh, but yeah, so back to the uh, the value of uh, mag that would be, you know, f- floating about with this mag multiplier concept. Uh, you know, the initial small amount would be potentially negligible. If you're talking about 5% additional mag split across like 26 projects, you, you're talking like a couple extra grid coin here and there, you know. Uh, so potentially it would have to be like, you know, a quarter of all mag would have to be this floating mag multiplier that could be distributed, you know, based on the amount of coins burnt to one project or another. But then, you know, uh, proposing it to be 25% would be myself imposing such a, a quantity. So potentially it could be like a voted upon, like, uh, limit. Like, uh, you know, you could burn coins to increase the, uh, the, the mag multiplier to a certain max level, you know. Uh, and there was also like, uh, you know, if you were to have an upvote downvote system for the uh, the mag limit, you know, then potentially imagine uh, someone was to massively downvote for a burn, then it would it would flip the mag multiplier so that it would become a tax based on uh, you know the amount of coins burnt against the project. So if it was a negative mag multiplier, the least the the projects with the least amount of coins burnt against them would have uh, additional mag uh, set, you know, assigned to them. So, you know, uh, you'd have to basically burn coins to say, I don't want that project to get the additional bonus or whatever. So, you know, it was actually quite uh, an interesting back and forth discussion. It's, it's a full-blown wall of text. I'm not going to lie. There's like, you know, it's probably like 50,000 words or something crazy like that. It's a lot of quotes and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's worth uh, reading it. Uh, you have to expand the comment chain because, it, you know, it hits the limit. Uh but yeah, check it out. Sounds like a total waste of RAM, yeah? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, uh, the user did, uh, the individual I was discussing this with did, you know, raise a, uh, an interesting concern. If we were to, to promote this uh, emphasis on burning of grid coin, then it could potentially cause... Uh, what was it? It was a downward spiral effect. He was saying, and you know, in, in economic terms, uh, like if everyone's expecting other people to burn their coins, then people would like hold back from burning their coins, you know, until their coins would be worth more, uh, so that they would have like a larger impact later on. So it could potentially increase the hoarding behavior, you know. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like discuss this and going back and forth the guy saying like we already have hoarding behavior you know it's a norm within crypto communities uh 
you know, I think the benefits might outweigh it, you know, to a certain degree. But uh, yeah, does anyone have any uh, thoughts? Yeah, I think that's, we 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 had a heated discussion on this some time ago, didn't we? Yeah, I think it's just the. Uh, you know, it, rather than like, what's always a good idea is like, if you if someone comes out with like a proposal, rather than go like, you know, a a a billion response like yeah or, or no, like kind of meet a middle ground and then barter the, the ideas, so flesh it out and see where it goes, kind of thing. But I mean, like since like, you know, uh, when we initially proposed the mag multiplier, loads of people were really against it because it you know it could be manipulated. Uh, there was no real. A consequence of voting for a one project over another to you know get the bonus and stuff and a lot of people really like the idea that all projects are rewarded an equal amount of grid coin uh, no matter what but i mean like you know uh, we do have to start thinking about competing against you know the other projects like sonum uh, golem and uh you know even like cure coin and stuff like that uh yeah yeah we do Yep, absolutely, I agree. Otherwise, we're going to get left behind. Well, it's just the fact that, you know, currently we reward uh, the volunteers, uh, you know, we reward volunteers on behalf of project admins rather than project admins coming to us and paying for computation, you know, for additional computation to come to them, you know, so they can largely stand back and as long as their project works, you know, and... uh, it isn't controversial, they'll largely continue being whitelisted, you know, so there's, to a certain degree, a, a downtrend with, you know, a, a continuous inflation, you know, so I think the destruction of coins for burning, you know, uh, would be good, because we'd be reducing the total supply of coins, you know, so the coins you hold would be more, would represent more of the total amount of coins in existence after someone else had burnt some coins, you know, so that's good, Uh no, I, I, I agree with the concept. I think the concept is, 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 is an extremely good idea, but uh, it, it definitely need, warrants uh, some very serious discussion. Well, most definitely. It's not anything that could be pushed through, you know, because it, it would require, uh, you know, uh, changes to the mag, the, the uh, neural network and like the mag calculations and stuff like that. But, you know, it's worth, uh, you know, playing about with an idea and see where it goes, you know, uh, talking with this guy, uh, you know, it's actually fleshed out the idea quite significantly. It's quite cool. Yeah, I was looking, when I first saw that there, I was thinking green list. Is it green as in green, in other words, go, or green as in green eco? Oh, actually, the, the green list topic itself isn't what we discussed. Like, <laughs> I kind of segue with know, the topic, know. you know, like... <laughs> But another thing that uh, we discussed actually was that he was saying the uh, the terminology I was using the uh, you know grid coin for computation market. It's not actually a market, you know, burning of coins because you're not being guaranteed amount of computation for the amount of coins you uh, you know pay effectively. There's no contract between like a buyer and seller of you know grid coin for resources. It's this kind of indirect change of the reward uh, variables uh so you we were talking about how could we actually go about implementing you know such a market you know where there is a buyer there is a seller and one of the ideas was uh what if with the open source pool kit right we'll have a lot of well, hopefully we'll have multiple pools created and we'll see you know the competition between these pools increase you know innovation and one innovative thing that could become the case uh 
or reality would be uh, imagine having a front end to a pool where you can pay for uh, the pool to point its resources towards you know a project and it would you know crunch that project for you know the amount of time that that uh, payment you know uh, was effective for so in a way that way you could effectively create a uh, a grid coin for computation market through a pool you know uh, and then you know forward the earnings onto the pool users uh, yeah it, it was just a difficult thing to actually implement within the grid coin client itself you know and we lost the others yeah I think you know as soon as I started talking they were like what just tuned out <laughs> <laughs> no I'm good I haven't read the thing yet, so I've been busy with the move. It's because we have many via IRC that would, I think, like a uh, a uh, court-appointed typer. Stenographer. So that everything you say they can read? Well, you mean like someone that takes minutes? (laughs) Yeah, I think they're like, as Gundy is like any uh, any thought on Kiki Pope, so... You know, because as things we pass, kind of odd having a, a IRC attached, and they need to come join us here. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have the uh, the mumble to IRC, uh, you know, bot. That's pretty cool. I like how you can post uh, an URL within the the mumble chat, and then uh, the IRC uh, GRC bot will like post the description of it. That's really cool, you know. And uh, fair enough, users in mumble might be like, you know, sorry, and the uh, the IRC might be like, oh, I can't hear him, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, you know, tune in, get it on your your mobile phone, you know, you don't have to have a microphone, you don't have to talk, you know, there's people in here muted, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, in terms of full transcription of Hangouts... Uh, there are some pretty impressive bots that can do it, but they're, uh, and they're not bad. Shoutcast! We need, a, we need an audio stream of it. Somebody that's here, somebody should just uh, virtual audio cable and just do a, a shoutcast stream, and anybody can listen to that on iHeartRadio or some shit like that, even. Whatever client, I don't know. Friggin' Periscope, too. If you could hook that up, that'd be amazing. Somebody. We need a transcription bot to poorly transcribe everything being said into IRC, it, like in real You're time. You're hired! I've seen it. I've seen it. Force to text, you mean? Uh, yeah, and I've seen it in IRC on Twitch. Yeah, but, I mean, surely that must have problems with accents and things like that. Can you imagine what uh, you do with custom owner? <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, with all the different voices, yeah. Like, you got much room to talk, Merc. I know. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just digging out custom owner. But that's, that's half the fun is kind of like, it makes up stuff and you kind of go and like... <laughs> It's like Dragon Naturally Speaking back in 97, it, it confused Tanya with Ganja. <laughs> I mean, we do have partial transcription uh, through, uh, you know, using foundation expenses uh, to pay for manual partial transcription. But uh, what would be really cool would be if we could find some kind of uh, bit of uh, distributable software that would parse uh, audio files, you know, and fully transcribe them. If it was just a matter of, like, a lot of computing power, then we could create, like, a Boink project. Uh, in fact, if it was... Uh, you can make it commercial. Like, imagine someone has, like... Uh, look at uh, Beyond Bitcoin, for example, right? 
they've got like 200 episodes and I think for like the first 50 they, they transcribed them but after that they haven't transcribed them so they've got a big like audio uh, backlog that they need transcribed you know uh, potentially they could go to a Boink project pay for the computation uh and, you know, our workers would fetch, like, the YouTube files or the SoundCloud files, crunch it, and then output the uh, the fully transcribed, uh, like, text files. That'd be really cool, I think. That would that'd be a great point project, yeah? There's a couple here. There's, there's, I'm going to look at them until, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, that one's paid, that one's paid, that one's paid. Because I know that dragon one's pretty good. Damn it, Cortana, why aren't you doing your job? Yeah, dra- dragon, dragon, I know. Yeah, dragon's very good, it works very well, but let me tell you, it, it does screw up. Yeah, I'm in a persons with disabilities group on Facebook or whatever, like computers and persons with disabilities. I thought it'd be a cool place to promote Boink or something. So then, there's all these folks with the... Uh, seeing, you know, blind folks. So they need cool softwares to make their lives cool. Well, more deaf people, you know, they can't listen to the hangouts at all. Like, fair enough, they exactly, can. Exactly, yeah. They can read the uh, the auto-generated subtitles on YouTube, and those, the the auto-generated captions do work to a certain degree, but it's I think it's only for English to you know, and then, like, maybe later on it opens up the auto-translate, but it's not massively accurate. If anyone can find a bit of software that we can, like, that has distributed computing, like, you know, capabilities, then we can go ahead with it, you know? There is a project. I think the kind of processing that needs is nowhere near, like, world community grid. Looks okay. I know, it shouldn't be that big. It shouldn't be that big. Yeah, you should be able to run it on any modern computer. This is free? Like shit, even all the phones now do pretty pretty good transcription. Natively. Yeah, totally. Apparently this thing like can figure out accents and shit too. It has like a little game to see if you sound like the dialects that you're trying to sound like. Like, mm-hmm. can you can you imitate a Chinese speaker, a French? Uh, what about Russian? No, yeah. that was uh, just just uh, you're tying into the two meter or the uh, seventy centimeter or four forty uh, or four hundred forty megahertz um, repeater network. Anyways, it just uh, would incorporate ham uh, just a network of ham radio operators, which they surprisingly it's pretty much any of the big ham operators have a computer sitting next to them and they're typically got little ASIC miners, they're mining SETI and they're doing all that sort of shit. So we could really use them. They're all into that sort of stuff. Dude, what the fuck? There's some shit you can do with voice meter. We expand their knowledge too. I'd be able to do this. I got a contact. Uh, I found a school with an antenna nearby, and so I know there's a club there. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? I think this might be how somebody transcribed our other YouTube videos. The instructions at the bottom there. Let's end the uh, 25th Hangout. Uh, thanks everyone for attending. Uh, see you guys again in another two weeks, unless we have uh, an interview before then. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers there. Sweet.